is episode 54 of the Never Ending Glory podcast. I am your host, Luke Grilly, and Jerry is on here with me along with the Zustin brothers. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking NFL Conference Championships. Yes, the sun shines, the sun comes up, the earth continues to spin. And once again, for the sixth year in a row, the New England Patriots are in the AFC Championship. Jerry, how do you feel about that? It's old hat at this point. You know, they just p- kind of Is pencil them. You pencil them in at the beginning of the year. They do it differently every year, but it's basically the same thing. Um, but th- this is a very interesting matchup against the Steelers. I can't wait to talk about it. But one thing I do know is I haven't missed a pick yet, and I don't think I'm going to uh, have any problems the next week and going into the Super Bowl weekend. Jerry Burris is 8-0, and Sean and Mark, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Sean, you are 7-1 for your playoff picks. You got one game wrong last week, and then Mark, of course, bring up the rear at 6-2. Gentlemen, how are we feeling tonight? Just fine. Don't really matter at the AFC. I call this at the beginning of the year, and uh, I'm probably 50-50 on it, so I'm interested to, to talk this these conference championships and see if you guys sway me with one argument over the other. You said you sound real interested. Wow, Mark. And what's what's your over, what's your overall record, Luke? I'm I'm seven and one right now, Playboy. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fine wine with three left. I'm gonna make a play because I already know one game that I'm rolling different on. Well, your NFC champions, the boys, the Cowboys, are not gonna make it because the Green Bay Packers put a hurting on them. Mason Crosby kicked three. Well, I didn't pick him. Plus, you got him. You got him in the in the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, I picked him with you guys. I, I, I love how we're doing that. <laughs> we, 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 no, hey, I'm about the bets to, at the beginning of the year. I, I'm yeah, I'm about to win at my school because all these punk high school kids wanted to put their picks on the board, and I got the Steelers over the Falcons, baby. Read them and weep, and I can't wait for Luke Luke Grilly to go in quarterback purgatory here in mm. a little bit when old Tommy B hangs him up and he comes back to reality. Congrats! I love that, I love that you're gambling with right high now. schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. See, you're wrong there. These high school kids are arrogant. They know their picks. They're and you ain't. And this sounds you're exactly like Luke, our upbringing. Luke, this ain't look. This ain't New Hampshire. We actually watch football. We don't. We have eleven on eleven football here in Northeast oh, Ohio. We don't oh. have seven on seven. That's why there's so many people on the fields in high school football when you go back to relive relive your glory days on Friday nights, Rue Phillips. No, but we know, um, how to, we know how to talk sports in high school. We know how to set up fancy football leagues in middle school. We know how to gamble. This is what we do in Ohio. I don't know what you – you know what you guys are doing out there in New England? Playing Final Fantasy, talking about monsters and dragons. Hey, I'll yeah, tell you what. I'll tell you, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go that route already, huh? Are we gonna go the Final Fantasy versus Mega Man route? All right, we can we can Design a question. I'll tell you what, congratulations. You can jump up and down and shoot your little laser and, and shoot your little fire gun. Laser? Meanwhile, what are you talking about? Meanwhile, laser? for your blaster, meanwhile, I'm gonna sit there this playing Final Fantasy and, and decide what kind of spell I gotta put on the boss to make sure that I win oh the boss battle. I'll God. tell you what, anybody can hit buttons and jump up and down, but Final Fantasy makes you think, Mark Zustin. Final Fantasy makes you think it's a thinking man's game, just like New England thinking man's region. No, do okay? not even do not even bring New England into the Final Fantasy argument. It's irrelevant. You already did. You already out. did. No, no you brought you New, England New England into You were doing I'm just saying, as fine on your own as sword dork a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying New England as a region. I'm not saying anything with football. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we uh, start. 
start off with a bang. I missed last week, unfortunately, because we had to cater to the Zustin prima donna schedule. So that's fine. I'm willing to take a sacrifice here every now and what? again. Um, oh, <laughs> find, us, find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast, on Facebook, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Send us emails, negpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Like us. Tell all your friends. Give us a five-star rating. Let's shoot up those boards on the iTunes. Um, and then, of course, you know, I had a little Buckeye Vodka this weekend. Looking forward to drinking some more. Be sure to check that out at your local Giant Eagle. But, gentlemen, let's let's real quick talk about the divisional round and a few takeaways we have from, from um, that round. And I think the first thing we have to say is uh, this guy sucks. Brock Osweiler. Whoa. Still terrible. Still terrible. Okay. He, so against New England, for the fourth time this season, Brock Osweiler attempted more than 40 passes, but had less than 200 yards passing. No player has done that twice since 1950. And this is the fourth time Brock Osweiler has done it. So I pose the question to the panel here. And Jerry, I'll let you go last so you can kind of sit there and just take it all in while we shit on Brock. But gentlemen, can Houston keep Brock Osweiler around for one more season? I need to know right now. Mark, Sean, what do you think? I think well, what's his contract they status? Yeah, they have yeah. to. They're, they're, it's sunk money. So you you pretty much, I mean, if you pay another guy, you're doubling down or tripling down on your quarterback position. So I think you keep him, but it's a competition next year. Right. Right. He or is, you uh, call Denver up really quick and say, Denver, <laughs> you, for some reason, like this guy and say, what of this contract will you pay? Well, there's no one that is trading for that contract. You're oh, I understand high. that, but you're I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, what if, what if you're Denver and you can cut off four million a year and for the next three years and Houston trades them and is can they do they, that? Can they say, well, no, it doesn't work that they, way. No, they don't. Yeah, they no. can't. There's so much. There's gonna be so much dead why, money that's gonna Denver, be such a Why are you cap. doing that? You're just gonna try and work on the Tony Romo deal. You're like, you just get a better quarterback and Brock stinks. I want to hear Jerry's rebuttal. The stats are just all of that, but he's just bad. Period. Like numbers notwithstanding. Jerry, I need to hear some plea, some defense of Sir Brock sucks a lot. Come on, Jerry. I just think this is a guy with every physical talent built into his size, his frame. Um, but what's the problem is he's always had a problem dealing with the city life. This guy is a hick. He's a hillbilly <laughs> oh cowboy. Oh my god! If we could just create, if we could just create. <laughs> Farmers if we could just create some sort of safe space for him to develop, <laughs> things would be okay, and Brock would be all right. Oh my God! No, you are a his bleeding heart pansy. His statistics We're now going to baby Brock because he's got seventy he plus him. million. He got him, Luke. He got this poor guy. He gone. This poor guy. He gone. <laughs> so Brock. So Brock signed a four-year, seventy-two million dollar contract with thirty-seven million guaranteed. He's owed sixteen million next year, eighteen million in twenty eighteen, and thirteen million in twenty nineteen. Pretty much um, the way this is this contract is structured. Um, he's essentially uh, after I think next year he'll probably be done with all the guaranteed money. But if I mean if if they could trade him for you know a seventh round pick or whatever, I think that it, it would actually be uh, too much of a cap hit, so too much dead money um, for Houston to do that. So I think it's just kind of pointless for them to even do that. And like you said, Sean, they got to hold on to him, create some sort of competition next season. But it, it's just pretty sad and pathetic that this is what happened. Luke, can I take this really quick? Because I got take a contract it. up right in front of me. Take One, it. One, Burris, I was begging to God's green earth that you would say that there's something in between the ears that just does not 
just does not work. Especially There's nothing with I can defend tools. it with, really. There is nothing. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez, guys. It, it ain't getting any better. I mean, so this year he had a $4 million base salary, $3 million signing bonus, $5 million roster bonus. So he, they hit him with an $8 million bonus this year. Next year, his base salary, $16 mil, with a signing bonus of $3 mil. 2018 signing bonus of its base salary, 18 mil, signing bonus, 3 mil. And in 2019, his base salary, this is what kills them. Nice job by his agent. I think it's Jimmy Sexton. Uh, base salary, 13 million, signing bonus, 3 million again, but then also a roster bonus of 4 million. How they're signing bonuses? He's never getting the roster bonus. So the other thing is, they'll never make after it to the, 2019. Into the third season, could, you can cut him. So he'd be a June 1 cut next year. And I think they get to smooth his signing bonus over three seasons. So it won't be as heavy of a hit like it would be if they cut him this offseason. So no, they'll, they'll be able they'll, to. To smooth it out for this year and next year, it'll still be a hit into what is that 2019 league year? Yeah, he'll be. It won't be as bad. He'll be on their team for two more years. They won't. I mean, if he stays the way he is, he won't play there for 2019. There's no way they're not giving him an extra four million dollars on a roster bonus. What it means is is they're not going to probably add a free agent quarterback. They would add a, a quarterback via the draft. That way you can keep a low number. So if you're looking at Houston, that's a second, third-round type team that's going to probably take a quarterback then so that they can keep that quarterback spot at a lower number on their overall team. Right. What? Right. Why didn't they, they gotta take have the Clowney coming up here in, in a year and a half, too, and you know that'll be huge money. Why did they take the cap hit on the back end so much? They should have took it up front. The J.J. Watch contract. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably had dead All money right. with Arian Foster. Probably have a lot of money tied up. Like you have to, it, it's complex with that. A lot of times in the NFL, you're paying guys, you know, after the results, their positive results have already been achieved. Right from years prior, from years thirty-seven prior, so. million guaranteed. All right, we got to get off. Only in America. Only in America. Um, guys, anything else you wanna you wanna talk about from this divisional round? We can talk about the Green Bay. Um, Dallas Instant Classic, the the Pittsburgh Chiefs game. Uh, I mean, su- Sunday was pretty much full of great games. Saturday, yeah, not so much. Atlanta kind of beat down Seattle, and obviously the New England Houston game wasn't great. But do you guys have any other takeaways from the divisional round before we get into the uh, the AFC and NFC championship? It's an impressive win for the Steelers, but I- I'm not. Kansas City did whatever they could to give it away. At the same token, they just baffling um, scheme, uh, management of clock, and just some bizarre play calling and, and just typical Andy Reid in a nutshell. Well, we'll get into we'll get into the Pittsburgh, but I wouldn't call that an impressive win for the Steelers. I mean, they couldn't even get in the end zone. They had to kick six Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me interject here. You guys are, first of all, you guys were talking about Andy Reid coming off a bye. Some of you guys last week on the pod, when I listened to it, you are talking about Andy Reid coming off a Bye. Now you're and off. He, and he didn't so look sharp. Get to this. He, he well, didn't look okay. sharp. He looked sharp the first drive. But again, Alex Smith, you guys said he's good. You told me, oh, he's decent. Alex Smith's garbage. Okay. He's only a good scripted quarterback. The first drive of the game, the 10 scripted, they did great. You know what? You guys are dogging the Steelers. The Chiefs did not do a thing. In the second, third, or fourth quarter. The only reason they scored in the last drive of the game is because they want to talk about the terrible holding call. That pass interference call, they didn't even hit him. He didn't even hit him on Macklin. That was the worst call of the night. And that was, I think, on a third and nine or a third and 12. 
So the Steelers, in all intents and purposes, you don't expect yet they had a dumb uh, interception on the goal line. They still, their field goal kicker's kicking great. I'm not worried about that. They'll get touchdowns. They'll figure that out. Their defense is what I'd be worried about, and their defense is playing great. Young secondary playing downhill. They're getting Bud Dupree's playing solid. They had a chip and chip and chip on Bud Dupree. So I think the Steelers are just fine, guys. And that was a very good win in in January in Arrowhead. Bottom line, that's a good win. I don't care any way you script it. I, don't, I think you're going to need a little bit more firepower if you're going to come into to New England and uh, get the win. But we will, like I said, we will get oh, absolutely. into that game, and that's going to get that's going to get rowdy because I know how Mark feels about the Steelers, and obviously with being me being a diehard New England fan, uh, I'm sure it'll get pretty pretty nice. But first off, gentlemen, let's talk about Green Bay and Atlanta. Green Bay came into the playoffs as the the four seed. Uh, they won the NFC North in the last week of the season, and uh, Atlanta came in as the one seed. And I thought they, uh, I thought Seattle would have put up. I thought Seattle would have put up a little bit bigger fight than what they did against Atlanta on Saturday. But, uh, I mean, that defense, I just think, is a shell of its former self. Obviously, they're missing Earl Thomas, and they are a much different team on the road. But Atlanta's wide receivers were open almost on every play, it seemed like. Uh, Seattle was always trying to play catch-up, and that's not a team that is really meant to to play that style of football. So, obviously, I think that the... Vegas had the uh, the over under at sixty one when it first when they first released the numbers. So we're gonna see a lot of offense uh, when Green Bay travels to Atlanta. Sean, I want to hear your thoughts on this game. Who do you got winning it? And uh, moving on to the Super Bowl. I, I came away particularly impressed with Atlanta, how they handled things, getting out early, jumping on them, and, and kind of keeping the foot on the throat. Green Bay, I think, did much the same thing, and, and Mark will talk a little bit about scripted plays as it relates to, to Green Bay-Dallas. We had a chance to watch it together, and that was w- w- right out of the onset we picked up on was just kind of how locked in McCarthy and Rodgers were with what they wanted to do to Dallas and kind of how a little bit clueless Jason Garrett and his offensive staff were. Uh, that said, I look at this game and I just I look Atlanta's got a touch more healthy thoroughbreds than Green Bay does at this point. I think they're able to outscore. I think it's very similar to uh, earlier in the season. I think the last Packers lost 33-32. Um, I just like the Falcons at home just to do enough. But damn, when you're on the other side of 12, <laughs> you kind of know it's when it's a little bit hopeless. And there was multiple points in that Dallas game where I turned to Mark and I'm like, he's locked in. So I like the Falcons, but uh, I probably, I think the line's at, at four. It might hover around four, three and a half. Um, I'd probably take Green Bay if it stayed at four, but I like Atlanta to win the game. Okay. Mark, let's keep the Zustin train rolling. What are your thoughts on this game? Who do you got? I like Atlanta. I think what we talked about and what Jerry talked about is the idea that Atlanta's offense is really good. I mean, the only, I got to tell you this, the only thing going right now is the Aaron Rodgers connection, really. Their offensive line solid. So those two things, run games weak, playing on the road. Playing on the road is probably better for them because they're like, screw it, we don't have to play in the sub-zero temperatures of Lambeau. Um, Jordy Nelson's not going to play that number 81 receiver. He's not bad. He, he played Geronimo Geronimo. It's not bad, but like, okay. Is their defense any good? No, no, their defense is not good. It's it's okay. Jason Garrett doing 22 out of 32 (laughs) plays in the first half. And he's calling a pass play. I mean, let's call us. That is terrible. Jason Garrett. You 
terrible, dude. They, you know, they should just let Scott Linehan run the team. But was was uh, actually was Scott Linehan calling the plays? He's calling the plays. What are you talking about? Yeah. You would think Scott Linehan would run the ball because that's what he's known for. That's terrible. I say they bring in Rex Ryan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Mark, you still got Atlanta. <laughs> You think that you think that Atlanta's offense will get it going, and, and Green Bay is just really Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers only, right? Look, I love Devontae Freeman. I love Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Julio, Julio it's a good, Jones, great duo. Uh, Julio Jones is excellent, and uh, Taylor Gabriel. Where you, where you at on the line, Mark? On the line, I'll take I'll take the Falcons. Okay, so you think you think they're going to win by at least four? Okay, um, I think they'll win by six or seven. I think Green Bay will get the ball with like thirty seconds left, no timeouts on their own hmm. twenty, down like six to eight, somewhere in that range, and they won't be able to get it through. Maybe a hail mary, maybe not. Oh, Joe Buck may have an aneurysm if, if <laughs> yeah. you have to call. A, a Jerry, what do you got? I'm. I could I could make every point you guys just said about the Atlanta Falcons. They're more explosive on the outside. They're much better run game. They are uh, electric on the outside with Brooks Reed and, and uh, Vic Beasley. They both can rush the passer. I think it's so hard to go against twelve right now. And I'm going to ride Aaron Rodgers to the Super Bowl. Uh, if he can extend plays, I think the Falcons are going to struggle with that, and uh, he can get them into a situation where they have a chance to win the game late. I don't think this is a blowout for the Packers by any means. Like with the the Cowboys, the Cowboys basically just shot themselves in the foot and could never really get it past that opening uh, lead. I mean, they brought it back and to what it was, but it, it was not their game for uh, the majority of it. So I'm going to take the Packers, but it's going to be close, real close. Yeah, Jerry, I'm going to tend to agree with you on that one. I picked Green Bay and New England the Super Bowl uh, at the so beginning of the season, and I'm I'm going to stick with it. Um, Green Bay. I just think that we're seeing an unbelievable season by Aaron Rodgers. I, when, when I was drafting him, targeting him early in fantasy drafts, my exact rationale was I think that he is going to have an MVP-type season. First half of the season, not so much, but finished with 40 touchdowns and seven picks. The guy, it's either him or Matt Ryan for the MVP. And it's, uh, you know, those two quarterbacks are going to be um, facing each other on Sunday for the NFC crown. I, you know, I wish Jordy Nelson was playing. Cause I really want to see the, the best green Bay team versus the best Atlanta team. But unfortunately that's not the case. I, and again, I might just being, I might just be stubborn here and say that I got to go with green Bay. I, and I guess honestly, I do trust Aaron Rodgers in big spots more than Matt Ryan. Um, Rodgers has proven it before. And, and Ryan has proven to kind of fold when it matters most. But uh, Green Bay's been there before. Dallas is a young team, so I'm not surprised that they lost last week. Um, and obviously, like I said, Seattle was banged up, so Atlanta, you know, had the upper hand as well. But uh, I'm going to go Green Bay here. And but I wouldn't be shocked. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I agree with yeah. Sean. I think it's going to be the last, um, probably the, the last possession type game. And uh, I like Green Bay pulling it out. Just uh, we got, obviously. We got- Two money line picks. We got a Green Bay cover. We got an Atlanta pick. What do you guys think? Line over under sixty two. Seen sixty two and a half. Everybody's been pounding the over. It opened at sixty one. Right. W- w- what's the thoughts here? Just real quick run through, just for gambling purposes. I actually would, if it was sixty three, I think I would sit on the under. Um, okay. But that'd be about as reluctant as as can be. I'd probably go the over at sixty. Let's say sixty-three I'd go the over. for the yeah. I'd go or the over. It's going to be one. It's going to be one of those games where they're just going to chuck it. I think it's over, and I like the money line Packers. Mark under Falcons. 
Okay. And there you have it. AFC have time. It. All right. Pittsburgh, the three seed winners of the AFC North versus the New England Patriots, the one seed in the AFC. They will be playing in Foxborough on Sunday night. And Roger Goodell is a pussy and will not be there. He'll be at Atlanta for the second week in a row. I guess I, I guess I can't blame him for not coming to New England because, you know, some stupid asshole will throw something at him, will threaten to fight him. Um Probably better off that he's not there, but what a little punk that he can't come to New England when it matters most. He can't hand over, if they win, knock on wood, the AFC Championship trophy to Robert Kraft or Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. You know, it's pretty sad, but I expect nothing less from that snake Roger Goodell. The guy's a joke. He's a bum. He's a (laughs) fake. He's a sellout. I hope he dies. Praise to be to Allah. And this word oh, come on Tyson. now! I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. De- Luke, I'm not gonna defend the guy. The but podcast where- just made the FBI most like watch. <laughs> yeah, Pre- President Elect Trump is definitely gonna be making a phone call here. But, Sorry, um, that was a Mike Tyson reference. My uh, apologies. Okay. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, you didn't predicate it with that. But yes, honestly, where would <laughs> if he were to fly in late and then go to Foxborough, where would he be able to sit? Like, what box would he be allowed to go into? Because he can't go in Mark Wahlberg's box. He can't he go can't in Kraft's box. He can't go in Kraft's <laughs> box. He can't go in anybody's box. He's going to have to, like, sit on top of one of the lights. And then basically, <laughs> you don't like want him there. Yeah. He, they don't. No, I do want him there. I want to win in his face. No, you don't. Me? Yes, I it's do. It's a distraction. It's a I don't distraction. care. We don't need to. We, we, Patriots are fine with distractions. What happens Th- when you lose? Then I'm going to cry and get real drunk. <laughs> And then he's going to get death threats. You on are going to cry if they lose. <laughs> oh my god, I want a crying video. You like the one? You know, uh, I don't even know what they're talking about. The the one chick on the uh, when they zoom in and she's got all the makeup running and she's crying about something. Leave Brittany alone. That was yeah, a guy. That's, I want that. I want yeah, that. that. If somebody if somebody sends us on the Twitter a picture just photoshopped of Luke. In any way, shape, or form, Ooh, the, the best cry- one gets a t-shirt. Me the crying Jordan face. Me and the, the crying best, Ooh, The crying best Luke. one gets a t-shirt. Crying Luke. That I got a box new, here. I'll mail, I'll mail whatever size they have. I'll mail it to them the, the day after the game. Yeah. Well, let's get into the game. Uh, obviously, like I said, the Patriots at home, 640 start. So the uh, the Pats loyal will be nice and liquored up, which Brady likes to have because the crowd gets wild in that case. Otherwise, it's pretty quiet. I'm going to go ahead and just say that I have New England winning. I don't care what you guys say, and I'll, I'll butt in whenever you think Pittsburgh's a better team. But, Jerry, who do you got? I'm, I'm going with my initial pick from the beginning of the season. I think this is the last ride of Tom Brady into the sunset, sticking with it. Uh, I think what is not talked about is – that the Patriots' defense run defense is very good. Um, they've had some things kind of go for them, having that that soft schedule this year. And uh, actually, I read a stat that said they had one of the best starting field positions in all the NFL this year. So, you know, th- that gives a little bit better f- field opportunities for the defense. But I think they can hold Le'Veon Bell under his crazy um, video game numbers this week. And if they yeah. do, they have a real chance to uh, to win handedly. I think uh, if we put a gun to my head, I like Patriots by 10. As a Patriots fan, I will say this. You know, their defense has been very overrated because they've played such mediocre or less than average quarterbacks. Uh, the, the toughest quarterback they've played all year off the top of my head, I can't – it's probably Ryan Tannehill. Are they played uh, – they had a tough game. I, don't, I can't think off the top of my head without looking at their schedule. But they I mean, played you know, the Steelers this year. Yeah, but they but they but, uh, brought, 
Roethlisberger was hurt. So, you know, every time they've played a team that has a good quarterback, even the quarterback's been out that week. So they have gotten lucky. I'll give them that. But I still think there's plenty of talent on the defensive side of the ball. And Jerry mentioned the run defense. Allen Branch and Malcolm Brown have been lighting it up in the middle. They've been great run stoppers. Um, They've filled the void that Vince Wilfork left. And I agree, Jerry. That's the key. The key is to stop Le'Veon Bell. He's been on fire the past few weeks. I understand how good Antonio Brown is, but Ben Roethlisberger on the road is not the player that he is at home. If you look at his stats from this year, at home he's got a 116.7 QB rating. On the road he's got a 78.4 QB rating. Once again, we saw him unable to get in the end zone against Kansas City last week. So they need to stop Le'Veon Bell. And with that being said, though, I would not be shocked if Roethlisberger had one of those 300-yard games with two touchdowns and a pick or two. I mean, he's still a great quarterback, a great talent. I'm not going to take that away from him. But, Sean, who do you got in this one? Uh, I like New England to win. I like Pittsburgh to cover. I think it's going to be a close game. Pittsburgh will have the ball at the end uh, with the chance to to win. I did, But I, I don't think they get close enough to, to really pose a, a grave, grave threat. Um, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if Pittsburgh does win. I just – I think – with everything that, that Belichick has seen over the years, she's going to be able to contain Bell a little bit. I do think they're going to have to figure a plan out for, for Brown because he's going to get force-fed the ball. Um, but Belichick's pretty good at taking away options. The question is, can he take away essentially two? Ladarius Green is somebody to watch. Can he get cleared and be able to play? Otherwise, Jesse James is a guy that could be sneaky option for Pittsburgh. And, and is Pittsburgh going to continue to get the pass rush from Dupree, Harrison um, and, and some of their guys up front. If they can and they move Brady off a spot, New England could have trouble moving the ball, um, contrary to what it was like earlier in the season. So, uh, a lot of storylines, a lot of angles to watch with this. I'd like Pittsburgh to cover, New England to win. What's the spread on this one, Sean? Six. Six? Six yeah. Over, okay. under. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up here. We'll do a round, uh, uh, round robin after that. All right, Mark, what do you got? Been saying it for a month, guys. Pittsburgh Steelers, team of destiny. Might want to say it. it's because Brady is revenge to her. But everything in this game, I mean, it, to me, at point in Steelers, the one thing that I think stops the Patriots is when they get that physical defense going a little bit, uh, going against a physical AFC North team, Ravens-Steelers style. Uh, I, I throw the stats out for Big Ben. None of that matters to me. Big Ben has been so beat up in the past. And if anything, if we watched the most impressive thing about the Steelers that I don't know why people aren't talking about it is their offensive line is just destroying people up front. And that's the key for me. The Steelers offensive line, keep Ben clean, dry block. And I'll tell you what, I think the Steelers can win the game by, I think, 8 to 10. Eight You're to high. You're reverse high. reverse spread pick. Interesting. Uh, the over under and, and, and really the over under fifty one. The Atlanta um, the Atlanta Green Bay over under was sixty one. So some of you guys with the over, you would have probably even loved that more. So uh, fifty one and sixty one are the over under. And I'm not done with this in the sense of this. Uh, I if it's a close game, if it's extremely close game, then you got to look at you got to look at maybe Brady has the ball in his hands with a minute and a half. You might give the notch to the Patriots, you but think? if, well, yeah. But here's the thing: Steelers have been winning those games in the last six weeks consistently. So, in that sense, I don't know, man. When when the Patriots lose a game, you can tell in the first half 
the Seahawks, the Bills. You can tell quick. It's not like they're going to butt up against these. Like, you could tell quick that, oh, man, it looks like the Seahawks are going to be able to take this game. And it's weird with the Patriots where there's no unknown factors going into the second half. You're either like, oh, shit, like, this is a game that they're they're going to lose or we got this cruise control. So, in that sense, I don't know. I, I just completely think that this is the Steelers' year and they got the, everything going for them. And it's uh, it's theirs to take. I, listen, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too much of a homer here. I can absolutely see a scenario where Pittsburgh wins this game, no doubt in my mind. It, what I love about this Final Four matchup is you have three of the best quarterbacks in this generation playing right now, and Matt Ryan is is somewhere in that in that you know in the conversation as well. So you have four yeah. great quarterbacks. No, I mean he's he is a top he's a top ten quarterback in this league, and he has been for the past six years. Whereas you know you know Brady, Rodgers, and Roethlisberger have been the top five for the past ten years. So Breeze, um, Newton, Wilson. Yeah, exactly. So top five and top ten. I think I think that that's a, still a very valid statement. Um, and you're and and please tell me that you wouldn't take Matt Ryan over Cam Newton to start a team uh, any no day way. of the week. No way. I take Cam Newton and I take you're, Joe Flacco. Oh, oh and my I take god! Oh my god! Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Get off Joe Flacco's Johnson. Matt, Matt Ryan was brutal. Oh Last year, I'm sorry. I like Super Bowl champions, guys. Matt Ryan was so. Why do you like Cam Newton? Did you watch Cam Newton this season? Oh, dude, don't even give me that. This season, dude, don't even give me that crap. Cam Newton was guy was a good football. Get back to topic here. I ain't got all night. Get back (laughs) to topic. Don't care about Cam Newton. You want to talk about little quarterback rankings? Do it in the off season. You guys, I'm about to play off. All right, Mark. One year, and you guys want to? He's made the NFC Championship game twice now. Oh, oh, yeah, and, he, and well, this is the second time he's 0 for 1. You want to talk about that game? You just picked him to win, jackass. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm picking him to win because I think they're overall way better team. I'm not even talking about his quarterback skills. So, Mark, so Mark, Mark, Mark rank the year. four quarterbacks. Rank the four quarterbacks from, from least to best. He's this the year? worst one out of all four of these. It's not even close. Agreed. Are you kidding me? Tom Brady won, Rodgers two, Roethlisberger three, and then there's a giant drop, and then it's right. And if you want to make a call on it, uh, you could make an argument that you could make an argument that if you're talking about winners, you it goes Brady and then Roethlisberger, because Rodgers, if you look at his last four playoff appearances before this year, they lost overtime game there, game Check there, the overtime game there. I mean, and he should have lost to Dallas last year, so you can just two years ago, so you can just flatten that out. I mean, Roethlisberger and Brady are the two best, and Rodgers right now is playing like he's one of the best. So you really can't even get into it with those three. So let's move on with that. All right, Mark. So last week our bet was null and void because I picked Kansas City to win, and obviously Pittsburgh won. I picked Green Bay to win, and you picked Dallas to win. So we both went one and one. So are we now bringing the Kegaman versus Final Fantasy in again in this New England you got to pick a new video game. I got to pick a new video game. It wasn't meant to be. You got to get want, rid of the dorky video game. I want Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Give me, <laughs> give me something. Give me something. Some sort of Tecmo Super Bowl. Then I'll take that. But otherwise, I'm taking Final Fantasy. I'll give you a list right here. You guys talk about something else. Let me get this list up. And then the rest we'll of them back. suck. I don't care about them. The, the Super Mario Brother one looks terrible. All right. The uh, the Mega Man one's stupid. I think there's a Paperboy one. I want Final Fantasy. Okay, I'm gonna go out hard. Hunt? I'm gonna what about nerd. Drunk Hunt. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want fine ale fantasy. I feel like we're, we're giving keep these on guys. A, I feel like we're giving these guys a lot of airtime for free. <laughs> we're, giving them a, we're giving them more airtime than Buckeye Vodka. By the way, drink local Buckeye Vodka. You could fill one of those up Eagle. with Buckeye Vodka. Oh yes, you could. That would be an interesting night. That'd be very interesting. Double, they but got anyways. double drag. Here's one for you, Luke. You like Castlevania, don't you? That's I hated Castlevania. Thing. I'd rather take Double Dragon than Castlevania. How about Ninja Gaiden? No, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Oh my God! They got punch out. It's called pass out. <laughs> Clever. Jerry's got New England versus Green Bay in the in the uh, Super Bowl. I'm going New England versus Green Bay. Sean, New England versus Atlanta, and then Mark Pittsburgh versus Atlanta. So I'm very excited to look forward to watching these games on Sunday. Obviously, not just being a Patriots fan, but also just being a football fan. These should be two great games. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else to say about these two games or the NFL in general? Or how yeah, much when you guys Roger are done Bell's arguing pitch? about yeah, when you're done arguing about stupid things, let's pay attention to red zone scoring. Do, does Pittsburgh kind of find a way to get touchdowns? Do, do they find ways to make plays on New England? New England, you know, is going to be prepared, but physically, Pittsburgh's defense can get after it and they can give New England some some fits. So there's going to be some of those situations uh, as well as you know. What happens with regards to to um, the Pittsburgh defensive backs? Do they have uh, excess holding calls, um, flags? How those types of things, and and how do they react to those? Tomlin is oddly kind of one of those no BS guys, but does a lot of hemming and on. And he's good at tripping people. Um, Sean, do oh, and you, your coach is good at you, putting cameras out and that's fine and watching film. I mean, don't worry you about get it. over this New England crap. He's Come doing his doing his research. Doing his research. You have, you're not allowed to say anything, Sean. Any Sean, other coach or team. do you think do you think that um, the Pittsburgh pass rush can be on par with Houston's pass rush between Whitney Merciless and uh, and uh, Jadavion Clowney last week? Yeah, because they have similar type personnel now. I mean, maybe not individual performances because Clowney and Mercius was were fantastic, but Dupree was unreal against Kansas City against a much more no mobile quarterback. So, um, and he gave them fits, and you know Harrison was really good. Um, and and I, you know from a defensive tackle standpoint, Pittsburgh find ways to to kind of bring it. Um, so yeah, they they can give a lot of problems to to New England, similar to what Houston did. Yeah, and and that's the way to take Brady off his game. You got to make sure that you just make him uncomfortable. He's a much different player when that's the case. And but with all those weapons that the Patriots have at receiver, I just think it's gonna be so hard for Pittsburgh to keep up. But that's just me. That's just me with my New England glasses on. I'm sure our good friend Nick Schillig would uh, think much differently. Unfortunately, we could not get him on the pod this week, but I'm sure he'll have some choice words. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Nick and Akron. He is one of our. Um, He's one of the panel honk. for the Steelers honk and one of the panel for the uh, Never Ending Glory call. I, I wish he was on today tonight because I was. I, know. I don't know how anyone in their right mind roots for the Steelers though. I, I, I hear just you. I just utterly detest their overall <laughs> existence. Uh, one other thing, if you get a chance, search online Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady and um, and I believe Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Look at those three matched up. And then if you can't, they have it where it's without the name. You guys would be shocked at how much better Aaron Rodgers is in playoff games than the other two. Players. Oh, I, I agree. You know, Brady's numbers, Brady's numbers in the um, postseason, he's, he has like a mid-80s QB rating. Their numbers aren't great. They play ugly football in the playoffs, but what they do is they get it done when it needs to be done. The defense usually steps up. The run game steps up. And the way this, this team is posed this year with LeGarrette Blunt playing well, 
Deion Lewis coming out of coming back from injury and playing really well and the defense playing well, that I think that this is just a recipe for success and for Super Bowl number five. But that's that's just me. One last tidbit I want to throw in. The name you got to pay attention to for the New England Patriots is David Andrews. Can he protect the middle for, for Brady to step up and get this quick passing game going? I don't think the edge rush is as big a deal against Brady because he gets the ball out so fast. But if he can't step up the way he likes to to get the ball downfield or to make his short throws, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, good, that'd be, good call that'd on that. That'd be Mr. I, Steven to it. Yeah, and they brought good. and they brought Mercius through up the middle a lot. They um, moved some stunt yeah. things. When they brought Clowney up the middle and they brought him up the middle, there was some serious pressure that was uh, messing him. He he was on his back quite a bit. Let's just say that. I'll be honest. I don't remember a ton of the game. I was out in downtown Boston, so I don't remember all of it. But I do remember Brady definitely getting harassed up the middle. Enjoy this last Patriots uh, yeah. playoff run as a uh, oh, before your before. Uh, your little one, because it's never the same. You're gonna be watching. Why? Well, yeah, must be nice too. Must be nice having uh, having uh, a 16 point favorite spread when you could just go out. You know, just hey, I guys, I just went out <laughs> have a good time. It's a divisional playoff game. I don't need need to worry about it. We're on the next week. Must be nice. Again, well, once you once you guys give us. Games. Once you guys give us the Philly pick for Jimmy Garoppolo and then maybe a second in 2018, then you'll be able to feel that in about five more years. But, yeah, you're right. It does feel good right now. It feels good. ain't that good. It feels good. It feels good. All right, gentlemen, you got anything left to say? Any parting words for the NFC-AFC championship before we wrap this one up? Yeah, I'm not sure about the NFC championship game, but I'll be seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Super Bowl. And then I'm just going to be really funny going into next week's Super Bowl pod, a little dual action, two-week action. Well, Luke really... might not show up next week. <laughs> might not. <laughs> I might hey, still we're going to do offense one week. We'll do defense the next. And I'll tell you what, baby. It's time that football goes back to its old style. little ground punish game, baby. A uh, little ground punish game. Okay. Okay. Hey, find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast on Facebook. Never-ending Glory Podcast email. NEG Podcast. At gmail.com, find us on iTunes, search Never Ending Glory Podcast, and drink your Buckeye Vodka. And please come back and listen as I celebrate the Patriots winning and drinking the Buckeye Vodka out of my final fantasy flask. Very much looking forward to it. So, with that being said, gentlemen, good night. Enjoy football this Sunday. We only got three games left. Very, very sad thing I know, but somehow we'll get through together. Pro Bowl. (laughs) 